When hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker, Hey, what's up? Ah, uh, nothing. I'm at terror. Disney. Yeah, the Haunted Mansion. We're going into the stretching right now. Shh. Nah, that's just people. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Shh. Our tour begins here in this gallery, where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Your, Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding. <laughs> yeah, it's a great spiel. Memorized it by heart. Shh. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're stretching. Or is it your imagination? <laughs> oh, what's that? This chamber has uh, well, yes, in fact, the Haunted Mansion was originally supposed to be a walkthrough. And the Museum of the... Will you shut up? Which offers you Ugh, this sorry, Ryan. Let's continue this on the podcast. So out. rude. I'm on a phone call and everything. The nervous some people. Of course, there's always my way. Oh, look! A dead guy! Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. How are we today? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I I, I woke up to, I guess I didn't wake up. I was uh, in the middle of the day. I got a rather scary, keeping with the theme, tweet Ooh. message from you that uh, mm-hmm. that you have a lot to talk about today. Yeah, <laughs> so I do. I'm bracing for a, a very interesting and, and very in-depth episode of today's show. <laughs> this was a terrifying uh, large amount of research that I had to do. <laughs> it's been haunting me ever since you said it mm, yeah. yes <laughs> okay enough with the puns uh, <laughs> uh, are you gonna see any scary movies for this halloween i have been yeah i mean i i've been watching uh i have a list of movies that i've been watching Ooh. over the month i've been yeah. trying to get 15 horror movies through the month nice and um yeah i i watched like eight so far so <laughs> oh. I, have, I have three days to watch seven movies so <laughs> well, um what have you watched so far oh i mean it's, it ranges from from the more the more spooky i guess quote unquote between i watched a uh, little shop of horrors oh, all right. um yeah, which i'd never seen before uh, but after i watched um uh, what was it howard i think i i've always i've been wanting to watch it for a little while mm-hmm. now um and then to the more unconventional i watched an italian horror movie called zombie flesh eaters and it was quite bad <laughs> um <laughs> uh just general stuff i mean the rest of my stuff is uh, the the list is just like either art house horror or just movies i've never seen never before seen yeah um, so you're except, not going like you know, something like show. oh i'm gonna watch a uh, nightmare on elm street four again 
No, no, no. It's like I watched uh, Brandon Cronenberg's movie Possessor a while ago. Oh, yeah. Um, or or I watched uh, Paul Williams's. Uh, well, I guess it isn't Paul Williams. It was Brian De Palma did a movie called Phantom of the Paradise, which is uh, Phantom of the Opera, but with, uh, you know, of course, Paul Williams. <laughs> I, I heard about that. I can't remember if people think that's terrible or if it's good. You know, it's one of those movies where the – Rotten Tomatoes score is like smack dab at like 70 or something. So critically, it wasn't necessarily like picked up. And then culturally, I don't think many people have are talking about it. It's not like a cult movie, but like a couple of of famous people here and there, like Guillermo Mm -hmm. del Toro and Daft Punk really like it. And then you have a couple of fans here and there that really like it. But it's certainly not like a cult classic Mm -hmm. um, in the way that something like I don't know. You ever heard of Return of the Living Dead? Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe that's a bit more mm-hmm. uh, cultish. Because this just feels like a 70s movie. Like, it's just a, <laughs> it's a 70s movie musical. Um, oh, so yeah. That's the scary part, actually. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Paul Williams. He really I love well. Paul Williams. He's he's fantastic songwriter. You know, he's just... He, had a, he's, he plays the villain in that movie. Yeah. And he's perhaps one of the least scary movie villains i think uh that have ever graced the the silver screen wasn't he a movie villain in baby driver that's right he gets shot like 10 seconds yeah (laughs) and uh he gets killed yeah unfortunately we can't talk about that film anymore due to some people in that cast you know we just we just ignore (laughs) we we ignore kevin spacey and yeah uh, edgar wright doesn't deserve the baggage uh... (laughs) he just terrorizes us every christmas (laughs) 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 and uh well speaking of edgar wright i I can't wait i'm gonna see last night in soho tomorrow oh really is last night in soho out i didn't know that was yeah it it came out uh it came out yesterday i'm behind i have that new french dispatch wes anderson (laughs) and uh and now the edgar wright Mm-hmm. And then, oh, of course, Ridley Scott. You want to see a scary movie? Look at the box office returns on The Last Duel. <laughs> you, it's, it's scary how much money he lost. I think he's Ridley Scott. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think the studio is like, ah, I don't know about this Ridley Scott guy. Or maybe they blame it on Affleck and Damon or something like that. Um. Right. Well, I think that's enough about a scary movie talk. How about we uh, we go on to scary Disney attractions or one particularly famous Disney attraction? You might have heard of it. It's called The Haunted Mansion. When a crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake Spooks come clockwork, swing and wake Happy haunts materialize And begin to vocalize Grim, grinning ghosts come out to socialize Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide For a silly spook makes it by your side Shrouded in a darkness hide They pretend to terrorize here we are for our main topic our main topic tonight concerns the haunted mansion wait what this is unbuilt the haunted mansion is famous you've all heard of the haunted mansion however we are today going to talk about seven pitches for the haunted mansion during its development and remember, this this attraction 
uh, was in development for a long, 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 long time. When they're doing it, they came up with all sorts of story ideas, attraction ideas. It's it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, and we'll end with one final idea that remains the most famous unbuilt portion of the Haunted Mansion. Before we get into it, I don't even need to ask. We both love the Haunted Mansion, right? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. Haunted Mansion is like a life-changing attraction. It, it is arguably one of the greatest theme park attractions ever built. Um, it, it is incredible. I feel like it's every it's it's almost like a childhood ritual to mm. be terrified in front <laughs> of the mansion. Now, to you, that was probably being scared at the one in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't I didn't get on the one in Disneyland until I was oh my goodness, I must have been 15 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Walt Disney World, the front of the attraction absolutely terrified me for yeah. a very long time. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember um my grandfather, he took me on it and he explains that he actually went to the soft opening in August of 1969. Wow. So now, unfortunately, he passed away a number of years ago, but he must have seen the Hatbox Ghost. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's like the only time that the Hatbox Ghost was this even was, shown was even to people. Yeah. yeah it's, it, there's like some debate on the Hatbox Ghost. So, oh, was right. the Hatbox Ghost there when uh, only in CM previews or mm-hmm. it was there only during softs or it was there for a few months, some people say. It's kind of varied, but uh, we know – uh, there's filmed evidence of the Hatbox Ghost from a guest. Mm-hmm. So the Hatbox Ghost definitively did last at least through soft openings that, right. that we know of. Uh, but I, I remember that's, that he was the first one to get me to actually go on the attraction when I was like a, probably about seven years old and the stretching room scared the hell out of me. Um, yeah. The beginning yeah. of the haunted mansion. I mean, it, the, obviously the plot is that you begin with something very scary and then it leans into spooky kind of by the end. But the beginning mm-hmm. as a kid is in just incredibly uh, scary and it really yeah. just hits. It's, it is very focused and it mm-hmm. stays with you for a very long time. Right as something of this nature would. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because we're going to get through these pitches. A lot of these are pretty scary, like legitimately right. terrifying. There is one by Mark Davis that I still get chills when <laughs> uh, thinking about. It's, ooh, okay, we better get into this. So <laughs> in 1969, the Haunted Mansion opened in Disneyland and became an instant classic. The attraction takes guests on a brief walking tour of the house before sitting them on a never-ending row of doom buggies, an omnimover device, that transport them the rest of the way. Through the tour, we visit a stretching portrait gallery, an endless hallway, a seance room, a ghostly ballroom, a possessed attic space, and a lively graveyard hosting a party of 999 happy haunts. However, the attraction was in the works for nearly 20 years at that point, even before Disneyland was a thing. 
through that journey, the mansion experienced a number of revisions, changes, and enhancements as the attraction was in development. Many of those are vastly different than the mansion we have today. In fact, this is actually a really, really, really dense topic. As the Haunted Mansion is arguably the most famous original IP Disney attraction, the history of its creation has been picked bone dry. Every single element, piece of art, concept, and take has been cataloged. Instead of the normal route this podcast takes wherein we look at the what what is it, why wasn't, what if, and decide whether or not to build it, I thought we would have a general discussion on these various ideas one by one. So we're going to be going through these pitches, talking about it, and then we're going to move on to the next one. So let's begin with pitch number one, the spook house. When Disneyland was proposed as Mickey Mouse Park, Walt Disney envisioned a haunted house on a hill. In the small Burbank Park, guests could walk up to the house and peer through the windows. Projection screens in the house would play small animations of ghosts from the Mickey Mouse short Lonesome Ghosts. Have you seen Lonesome Ghosts? I Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's the I'm going to presume it's the one. Oh, no, I hope it's the one where uh, the three of them are in the house. Uh, or is it, is it a different one? No, that's the one. Okay, yeah, with the three, yeah, where Mickey, Donald, and Goofy are in the house, and the three, mm-hmm. I, well, four, maybe ghosts uh, start attacking them, and yeah, it's like, the three smack ghosts. Donald in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's an interesting idea. Um, I thinking now, uh, just immediately reading it, it brought to mind the idea that currently something that the Disney parks are missing is like walk-up attractions or really just like a living space that isn't mm-hmm. necessarily being run by timed actors or yeah. just the, the visage of a fake you know, city with people talking uh, on like mm-hmm. the, the party phone, which they got rid of actually, I think. No, um, the, the party phone um, in they bring the it back? coffee house? The coffee house party phone is still there in the Starbucks. Okay, I thought I saw a tweet that someone said that they removed it um, recently. No, but I don't believe so. They believe it's still there. Either way, yeah, I think the the idea maybe to some it might seem like it's a bit more. This would line up a bit more with Mickey Mouse Park in that it wasn't quite on the caliber of of Disneyland. I just it was yet. only eight acres, right? So I, I, well, I wonder how that would. I guess there was no plan for thematic cohesion, right? If it was only, if it was, if it, it, was it was supposed to be a, yeah, it was supposed to be a small uh, residential area. Right. And then there would be a lake with, of course, a steamboat and a train would run around. I believe there was little areas and nooks you can go into. One of them was like the drawer dwarves house. And again, mm-hmm. we're, we'll get into this on a future unbuilt, um, <laughs> <laughs> but mostly we want to talk about the spook house. Uh, right. that, this was that haunted house on the hill that guests could just peer through. It reminds me there's a theme park and that's a big quote unquote theme park in New Jersey. It's called storybook land storybook land. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I went there as a kid a couple times, and it was a lot of this, a lot of like walk up interactive things. Obviously, maybe not to the extent of the Mickey Mouse uh, animations, but it it seems like a relatively cute idea, especially because it would lean more into something that people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, and this was supposed to be cute. I think this 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 sounds cute and appropriate for the very small park that this was going to be but it is amazing that the haunted mansion was a thing this early this this early out 
Mm-hmm. Walt Disney wanted a haunted mansion. This is before the castle. Think mm. about that. This is before yeah, the point. castle was a thing. That's that's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it it makes sense because that's such a, a staple of themed theme parks or just thrill parks or whatever is the haunted house. I, I it's curious. I wish I well I wish this this got a little bit further into development because I'd be curious as to like actually how pragmatically a lot of this was going to work. Um, oh, yeah. Perhaps that's why it didn't get further. <laughs> um, but it's not a bad idea to create like more things that people can walk up and and look mm-hmm. inside and look engage inside. with. Right. I mean, I would imagine most likely it would be just uh, like a screen and a rear projector playing on right. said screen. Yeah, it would be probably similar to the Main Street Theater or something like that, where yeah. you just walk up and watch the cartoon kind of running on loop. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you just hear Donald get <laughs> smacked. <down. laughs> All right, so let's move on to pitch two, the haunted house on Main Street. Boy, this place is creepy. Yeah. I wonder what weird things happen here at night. Harper Goff's pitch of a haunted house on Main Street up on a hill during Disneyland's development. It was downtrodden, unkept, and spooky. Walt, of course, disliked the idea of a disheveled mansion and his pristine Main Street and wanted to be moved. This version was to be a small walkthrough containing some Disney-esque spooks. Now, there's not very much to go on here for, but I mostly wanted to talk about the idea of a haunted house on a hill in Main Street. Hmm. This would have been where Fantasy Fair currently is. Oh, yeah. So it's like to the left of the castle. Yeah, that's not too deep on Main Street. Um, no, I mean, I, excuse me. Let me rephrase. That is very deep. That on is Main very Street. deep. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's almost so deep on Main Street that I'm surprised that Walt found a problem with it because I mean, well, OK, maybe I'm viewing from, you know, hindsight because what we have today, right? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Main Street is not necessarily as protected, I guess, as perhaps yeah. Walt might have wanted it then. But I'm. I'm I'm surprised that that was the reason why. Perhaps it would have uh, overshadowed the castle a little bit if it was that far down sure. into Main Street. And you, that'd be weird to have a. Well, I say that I say that it would be weird to have a haunted house next to a castle, but there's currently a Swiss mountain next to the castle, so yes, maybe I've I'm missing something. There's a weird kinetic steampunky globe. Oh, Astro geez. orbiter thing in the hub. <laughs> <laughs> I think that looks neat. Come on. Mm, it looks fine. Put it on top. <laughs> I don't know what else that. would go there. Um, nothing. Nothing. Nice. Yeah, it's just a nice entryway. Yeah, as if that Tomorrowland doesn't look bland enough without it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, <laughs> about about the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I... I, I I wonder what is a Disney-esque spook, just like comedy, animated horror kind of stuff? I think something probably like the Lonesome Ghosts again. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. Probably something on the lines of uh, uh, their animated movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little white sheet ghost going, boo, hmm. or something like that. <laughs> that was a pretty good, yeah. Uh, I think that it would have been a very striking visual Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it would have been extremely jarring because, you, right. y- yeah, I get the idea that every street, ha- every 
town has this one house on the hill. But mm-hmm. Main Street is also supposed to be really idealized, and it's not supposed to go into residential. It, it's always been a downtown strip, right? Very true. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If it, if I mean, I guess they always do the they always classically point to Marceline and stuff like that. But you, you it really is. It's the strictly downtown, the the bustling area of the no. city, and that would be far away, mm-hmm. right? Because. Obviously, where I, in my mind, of course, my first haunted mansion that I think of, uh, in terms of the tucked away, would be Walt Disney World. Right. And Disneyland's not quite like that, but still, it it is a little bit. Uh, this would really just put it in the center, smack dab of the attention. And I don't know if mm-hmm. a haunted house quite works like that without looking a bit theme parky or carnival esque. Right. No, absolutely, I agree. I think Walt shocker uh, ultimately made the right decision with having them move it off main street from there we go to pitch three i promise these will get longer discussions (laughs) especially this one because things they're about to get pretty spooky this is captain gore and his wife priscilla i hate to see and everything in it now situated in Frontierland or later New Orleans Square, the mansion got a redesigned look by Ken Anderson with the antebellum look we are all familiar with today. The idea of a walkthrough haunted house was kept, but now with a more sinister story. Captain Gore married the beautiful young Priscilla and tells her never to check the chest in the attic. Curiosity gets the better of her. And upon opening it, she discovers the evidence of his days as a murderous pirate. Enraged, he murdered her and locked her body up in the chest. Priscilla's ghost got revenge on Gore, tormenting him until he hung himself in that same attic. Lovely, isn't this? Mm. (laughs) In the walkthrough, our guide would tell us the story as small spooky occurrences would happen. In one scene, we'd stare out a window looking onto a stormy bay. A ghostly ship would disappear between strikes of lightning and suddenly turn and head towards the window. The ship would come closer, closer until it's about to hit us and then disappear into the mist. Another scene would see a leak dripping onto the floor until we see Captain Gore's ghost appear, rain pouring profusely off his slicker. Then suddenly, Priscilla would appear and scream. They would both instantly disappear. In the finale, guests would be taken to a galley below the attic. The lights would go out. Lightning would suddenly illuminate the room as we look above to see the ceiling was gone. And Captain Gore is now hanging above us, literally. Might sound familiar. Upon exiting, we would see a familiar chest from the story would start moving. So this is the one that Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie designed illusions for. Um, Most famously, they designed the one that I just talked about with Captain Gore's ghost appearing. Uh, Mm -hmm. The ghost would appear. Water would be pouring off of him and then would disappear. This reportedly scared the hell out of Walt. And they said it looked great, but it would take a long time to reset. What do you take of that, Mr. Captain Gore? Well, on one hand, on one hand, this Captain Gore project is like a nice 
if there's anything that I would compare it to that has actually been built, it would be Phantom Manor. It has that level of narrative and depth to a haunted house that the current haunted mansion really doesn't. Not that that's a bad thing. It's just that this is like a strict kind of narrative. Of course, it's a walkthrough. So that is going to require a little bit different of a kind of storytelling. But I, I, I answer me this. This was developed, was in the developing stages before or after Pirates of the Caribbean? Before. Okay. See, that's what I was kind of imagining because yeah. the obviously today we already have a pirate ride. It seems like mm-hmm. an interesting marriage between the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, in this case, done in a walkthrough form. Yeah, a lot of this seems like it really just pulled into the modern Haunted Mansion. It does. You In, in all these pitches, you can see pieces of the mm-hmm. Haunted Mansion being eventually put into place. And that's that's what's kind of fascinating about this is that uh, they uh, once once they made it all come together, you can see where the origins were in all of these pitches. But what this has as a as a difference is that I think this one is trying to legitimately scare the hell out of you. Right. Right. And I, I don't know if Disney necessarily. Uh, and what's interesting is uh, because Walt went with Ken Anderson to the Winchester Mystery House mm. and they went through it like multiple times and they just kept going through it and to figure out like how to do it, how to how to pulse a walk through and exactly what they were looking for. And the interesting thing is uh, now, uh, Sean, you've never been to the Winchester Mystery House. do you? I have not. I've, not, okay, I've heard you, of it, but I've you've heard of it. Yeah, it's the uh, Sarah Winchester's house that uh, right. reportedly she was so terrified of the ghost that people who were killed by John Winchester's rifle, uh, her late husband, that they would all come and kill her. So she kept construction to keep the evil ghosts away, although that might be bunk as I mean, she was you know. a crazy architect. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, the, the spookiness sells tickets. That's right. <laughs> uh, and it is a strange house. But the thing about the Winchester Mystery House is that there are no legitimate spooks. Now, they obviously wanted they obviously wanted uh, special effects. And a lot mm-hmm. of this is based on special effects. Lots of Pepper's Ghost effects and gags as such. You know, with the, the illusions with, you know, Captain Gore hanging uh, via the scrim disappearing, just like in the current Haunted Mansion or the chest moving or the the window with the ghost ship. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's gags, but it's, it's I feel like the current day Haunted Mansion is trying to wow you instead of scare you that much with its illusions. Yeah, I think so. I think that the maybe in the beginning, a little mm-hmm. bit, um, it's just trying to create a sense of unease. But this feels like it's it's very much trying to apply some sense of of danger or uneasiness mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. It, it, mm-hmm. The morbidity is definitely going to scare audiences more than it's going to be, you know, shock them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you question why the stretching room rises, uh, but you don't really question why uh, a giant thing is coming out of the water. The ghost, the ship is coming to get you. It just scares mm-hmm. you. Uh, right. It's much closer to one of the like the, you know, like a, a bit cheaper haunted house and things like mm-hmm. that. But we've yeah, done, yeah, with, of yeah. course, more you know talent. 
Right. And, and, and that's a great point uh, that it is surprising that Walt Disney would even flirt with such a, such a morbid and terrifying idea of an attraction. Hmm. I mean, he, he did his own record of saying children like to be scared, mm-hmm. but this is like a whole new level where the, this, there's a, it's a difference between being scared, right? And just confronting them with just depressive material. <laughs> I mean, it's um, a horrifying story. It's like, yeah, yeah, he murdered a bunch of people and then he murdered his wife. And then, uh, yeah, he's going to come and kill you now. Sorry. Yeah, that's really confusing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I guess it makes sense. It's it's understandable why they would do such a thing, but it would feel really out of place in old Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, and, I don't know anything else that it would be similar to. We always play What If? And mm-hmm. on the what if number one, this even if this version was built, this wouldn't be here in 2021. Yeah, I mean, there's things in the haunted mansion now that seem to kind of get away with it just because they've been grandfathered in, specifically mm-hmm. the hanging guy and, above yeah. the stretching room. Which, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to see it's still there. I think it's one of the more it sets a really good mood for the ride, but it's mm-hmm. also something that I think is surprisingly still around, and this would probably be too much and too push much, it yeah. over the push it over, over the, the edge. Limit. Yeah, because I guess audiences in Paris might be able to handle it a bit more, but American mm-hmm. audiences are notoriously a bit more True. limited in what they can handle. We we do have the current constant hatchaway though, which is surprisingly dark for such a recent edition. I have the current what? Constant hatchaway? Am I uh what is that? The bride. Oh, Constance. oh, oh, yeah. Constance. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, well, they've yeah, but the effect looks awful, so nobody cares. <laughs> well, I mean, the, okay, that's still the idea is that yeah, of she course, chopped off all her husband's heads. Yeah, that you're right, and it's it's. I think the thing that they get away with that is that they're not subtle about it, and it's like again, the effect looks bad, but also I don't mm-hmm. think they play it for seriousness, right? Right. I think it's probably the cheapest, not only effect, but like cheapest written and like, ooh, she kills her husband. It's it's really mm-hmm. at that point in the ride where things are more spooky than not. Right. I think that if you had put that in perhaps the beginning or made it the plot of the attraction, then you have like a foundation that's entirely built on that. And that's still mm-hmm. pretty much. If the Muppets could basically keep the character identical, <laughs> Then I think that there's nothing wrong with the character. <laughs> uh, that's that is true, you know. Though she would be only chopping off some felt heads, so no, that's true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. you would just have uh, just she a Walt little bit of Walter, a, right? Y- yeah, she did. She chopped off his head. And who else? No, Beauregard, wait, maybe. No, they, I it? think she she strangulated him. That's right. She said that. Oh, because they all died differently, right? Yeah, in, think, the, in yeah. this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, so just out of well, speaking of the wife, very quickly, <laughs> you got me thinking. I, I looked up a picture of the Hatbox Ghost from the old old one because you had sparked my curiosity, and I saw an mm-hmm. old uh, of the the wife, and it's obviously a bit less in depth in the characterization, but it's mm-hmm. certainly I would say a bit scarier because it's just like the dark face with the beating, oh, you know, red eyes. And stuff. Yeah, the one that used to be where. And I've seen I've seen photos of what it looked like with Flash, and it was mm-hmm. literally like a blackened face and glowing 
Yeah, that's eyes. what it was. But it, but if you didn't have that, it just looks like red eyes. And uh, it is you don't take a flash. Horrifying. I, you know, yeah. they they then changed it to a realistic looking bride. Like, Did they really? Face. Yeah, with a face. Like oh, okay. an actual like sculpted face. Yeah, they basically never found out what to do with that scene. Mm-hmm. Um I wonder if the introduction of a bride perhaps pulled from from this area of the production. Perhaps not not come oh you're right, they did they did replace it with just like a really bad, ugly thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've never known what to do with that. I think that mm-hmm. the the idea of trying to make a consistently scary attraction all the way through is admirable, right? I don't necessarily know if it would have been as popular as the Haunted Mansion because part of the draw of the Haunted Mansion is that it's basically a Disney movie, mm-hmm. you know, like an animated movie. What do you think about the idea of a walkthrough, though? I don't think we've ever talked about a walkthrough yet. Yeah, so there's more walkthroughs ahead. Of course. Um, but the walkthrough pitch is interesting in the fact that it's at the basis of something that Disney... Trying to remember if like there's anything that would reject this notion, but it's something that Disney never. Well, no, they did. Um, It was the uh, mystery tour in Tokyo. Oh, in Japan. Japan. They did try it there. Yeah, that's true. But mm -hmm. it notoriously bombed. It notoriously bombed because it was confusing and terrifying. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and was based on the Black Cauldron. Yeah, and that's that's fair. <laughs> if you weren't scared and you weren't confused, it was still mm-hmm. horribly boring. The I, I I think it's almost contradictory to a Disney attraction nowadays is to have something to walk through. It seems like right. the, the goal is to make it so of, because of all the forced perspective mm-hmm. um, that you would need to. There's a couple, I guess, here and there because I guess there was that one Bell's Story Time or whatever. Yeah, at there Disney is World. that one, which is it's not really much, a walkthrough, which which pretty much is just an elaborate meet and greet pretty much right yeah mm-hmm. um but you don't really have that extent of trying to get audiences to walk through i don't think oh you know what there was one when disneyland opened there was the twenty thousand leagues walkthrough yes but that wasn't the same type of walkthrough no th- that was like a like you walk through the sets and stuff like that yeah, so think, it, and like they that. also have this they also have this in Disneyland Paris, uh, which is oh, that's correct, a yeah. walkthrough, but it's another exploratory walkthrough, which right, is very like different. It, remember that there is a difference in the idea of one walkthrough versus another. Well, I, I guess you're right. So this would be uh, – that's closer to like a Halloween Horror Nights. This is like a narrative because you have a tour guide in this, yeah? Right. And, right. and it's interesting you should mention Halloween Horror Nights because – the whole idea of a conga line through the house, that's new. Mm. Originally, the way that haunted houses walk through attractions were supposed to be set up was that you went with a tour guide and mm. you went from scene to scene. And there are still some haunts out there in the country that still do this because this is the only way to ensure you get scares and everybody gets the scare. Right. You don't miss the scare, but no, you're in there and the scare happens. You move on to the next room and the next scare happens. Well, right. You're getting pulsed through and you're mm-hmm. being, you're ensuring that everybody has time to access the scare actors right. and the effects and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this, this would heavily rely on the narrator 
Mm -hmm. and that would be your live tour guide yeah that's that's very difficult and obviously Mm -hmm. we'll see as we go further about the 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 presence of a narrator especially in the current inception Mm -hmm. um yeah it would be rather difficult to try to keep the disney all the effects running and all the time going and then have a narrator depend exclusively on on a live individual instead of something like the ghost host Mm -hmm. but yeah it's, it's an interesting idea Right. Okay, so let's move on to pitch four, the Headless Horseman. Walt felt like the Captain Gore version was too morbid and also lacked a Disney flair. Kind of reminds me of Bob Chapek. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> I would never compare Walt Disney to Bob Chapek. <laughs> you could put the torch, the torches down. Okay. Anderson then proposed to base the mansion off the legend of Sleepy Hollow. In this walkthrough variation, the tour guide would tell the story of Ichabod Crane and how he met his fate when running into the headless horseman. Numerous portraits would suggest this once is where the horseman called his home. In the finale scene, guests observed the character ride about in the woods from a massive window in an effect that combined projection, Pepper's ghost, and primitive animatronic technology. So from what I've heard about this one... Pretty much you would be looking out a window, you would look in the woods, and this horse would ride on through, and you would see the headless horseman cackle. Yeah! He would be holding a pumpkin, he would disappear, and then he would appear again on the other side and go on through. And that's that's what I've heard about this proposed effect there's Mm. not much else about it then it's just uh including the headless horseman um but there is there was later a pitch for a a sleepy hollow ride in liberty square in magic kingdom so you could see how uh the headless horseman could have worked in this sort of environment yeah i think that it was a valiant attempt at pulling the attraction back from its seemingly uh, um, you know inevitable demise after the original pitch but I I think that this I don't know it doesn't have the same feel of a haunted mansion as the Captain Gore one did Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe it's just because I know what the haunted mansion is at the end and the conclusion Uh, but it's a shame to see that in a possible universe they pivoted away from the morbid, scary haunted mansion and just took a movie that in hindsight, isn't particularly that interesting (laughs) and made a a walkthrough attraction for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it would kind of, if you were basing it on the animated movie, Mm -hmm. it would be a little strange as you saw these cartoony characters portrayed and then you're expected to get scared by the headless horseman at the end. Right. This works in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in the film uh, because of the juxtaposition, but I think in a actual realistic setting, it doesn't it doesn't quite doesn't quite work as well. I remember that uh, the Snow White attraction had to redo their cue to Mm. be menacing and scary 
because they got constant complaints. So when you uh, go through the queue, it's already scary and people know not to have their kids go on it. And I feel like it's the same thing. You can't have kids go through this kind of cartoony atmosphere only to have like a horrifying headless horseman ending. Mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't think tonally it would work. I don't think with children it would work. It's just kind of a lame idea. No, I, I completely follow what you're saying i think it's not only a lame idea but it's just an idea that doesn't it doesn't explore enough it's not necessarily what i would anticipate from a new attraction around this time there's no experimentation it seems like they 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 pushed a little bit with the gore idea and instead of trying to pull it in a little bit as they would later um it was just given up like oh it can fit in fantasy land or something like that um, right and we can capitalize off this movie that has bing crosby in it so yeah <laughs> it was popular uh, and I also wanted to mention from the Captain Gore uh, version, um, mm. on the top of the mount mansion on the weather vane, there is a ship. And that pirate ship is a reference to the Captain Gore storyline. Oh. Mm. Yes, Captain indeed. Gore is the ghost host, I see. Now we can theorize <laughs> about that. Yeah. Or Master Gracie, who? Okay. It's Will Arnett. Ah. <laughs> uh. Pitch five, the dual walkthrough. Marvin Davis took over the project from Ken Anderson and proposed a dual walkthrough system with mirrored mansions in a show building to keep capacity flowing. This version also implemented something new that would stay a keeper in the eventual attraction, an elevator. Guests would descend a staircase from the grand foyer entrance and step onto a pad. The pad would lock up around them and then descend into the bowels of the mansion. So imagine this as you're walking downstairs, you go onto a flat, long piece of floor and the floor descends. Mm. From there, they would enter a stretching portrait gallery, see a spooky bride descend a staircase, watch a graveyard come to life from the conservatory, and then watch ghosts dance in a ballroom and leave via an ascending tunnel on the way out. Again, this is seeming... Pretty similar to what we eventually got. Yeah, it, there's a lot of mm -hmm. very, very similar stuff. Except this time viewed from a vantage point instead of uh, seen via an attraction. Mm -hmm. um, but still very, very similar. Right. What's interesting is the elevator conveyance system. Mm. And if you look up concept art of this, it is this uh, large rectangular pad. So... You pretty much you go on. You don't have anywhere else to go when you descend this long spiral staircase and you step onto it and then it eventually starts moving downwards. So right. I'm guessing the idea would be similar to what they wanted the intended effect of the traveling theater in Epcot. Oh, you thought it was a theater? No, this theater actually moves mm -hmm. and sort of fooling the audience in that way. What is interesting about the elevator, though, is that Ken Marvin and Ken also proposed that if they wanted to, they could have that little elevator system go onto a track and then move through the mansion that way. 
That's a funny idea. Yeah, so you would all be on this kind of train going through it. But it's like a uh, Tower of Terror a little bit. A little like, bit, but it's like, yeah. with a lot more people. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be a rather... I mean, it would be close to... It would be like a hybrid of Universe of Energy and Tower of Terror. Then mm-hmm. like you get you go down the elevator and it just starts And you're standing, you. too. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, isn't that strange? That's odd. <laughs> okay, but we have all those ideas there already. Stretching Portrait Gallery. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bride... And it's she's descending a staircase, right? Which I believe would probably be a reference to what is the gray lady on the stairs? That famous photo from England. Yeah, I I, I know of what you're talking about. Yeah, that'd be a tough effect. They wouldn't nail that effect until 82, right? For American Adventure, the walking down the stairs. I don't think it was an animatronic. Oh, it'd be just, oh, it'd just be like a Pepper's Ghost or something? Pepper's, well, yeah, it? probably a Pepper's Ghost effect. Oh, because I guess you're right. This is rather early in the animatronic stage because mm-hmm. uh, of what they were planning to do with um, the Headless Horseman in that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Early animatronics. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, same thing kind of with like the ghosts dancing in the ballroom. I do wonder like exactly what that would have been. Though the organ player was in this version. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But, so a yeah. lot of the old a lot of the ideas that made it into the current one have just mm-hmm. been recycled from older but, ones. <laughs> right. But the interesting again, it's a dual walkthrough. So there's a mirror, there's two mansions in the, mm. this show building. And this is actually where that whole idea of the show building in the back came. In fact, the size of the show building is what was determined through this version. Mm. So the walkthrough, you would either go to the left or you go to the right and go down the staircase. And of course, that one staircase would take you to another side of the show building and another one would take you to the other side. So the idea of building two of the same ride almost seems like <laughs> it's it's someone should come in and say, hey, what if we used uh, if we used doom buggies? <laughs> we weren't there yet. <laughs> this is uh this is uh 1961 62 yeah of course um it's just so it's just an odd answer just to say we need to commit mm-hmm. to this walkthrough thing so much we'll build the same ride twice which would probably be like the most difficult endeavor that they would have done mm-hmm. up to that point yeah and again this would be still with a walking tour guide and what's interesting though about this is that this one has less of a story uh, yeah, it seems more like it's a tour. Just it's a, guided a tour. tour. It's a guided tour. You see some spooky stuff and mm-hmm. you're done. And the finale would have been the ghost dancing in the ballroom, which would have been a grand Pepper's ghost effect. Right. And, and you see like a lot of this. What is interesting is that there seems to be two or three major effects, something around a painting, something with a Pepper's ghost. Mm hmm. Well, fourth. Well, yeah, Pepper's Ghost. And then what's interesting is that this is something I don't believe the mansion did, which is this constant idea of watching something happen from outside a window. And I think Hmm. this is the thing with the walkthrough attraction is that we have to have something that's easy to play into a walkthrough and that's easy also to set up. 
Well, the right. easiest thing is if they see something through a window, it could be projection. It could be this, it could be that. And so that's why you keep seeing that whole idea of a window keep repeating, repeating, repeating. Well, they could also, you can do a lot of stuff with projecting onto potentially the glass or the way that you engage with the window is that if you don't see it face to face, the effect might look a little bit better. So right. yeah, that it's an interesting idea that might only come up when you're giving the audience so many degrees of freedom. Mm-hmm. And allowing them to walk around and move around and have like a complete control per se of their tour. It's hard to get that forced perspective. So mm-hmm. it seems like they had a lot of really interesting ways to combat the difficulties of the walkthrough, the mirror mm-hmm. detraction, the windows. But the effects, I, I don't think a lot of them are too technologically advanced besides the Pepper's Ghost. Right. Uh, if the, probably in the ballroom scene, it would just be a lot of, you know, models just on sticks and spinning around and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. similar to the ones that are in the Haunted Mansion today. Right. And, and that's true. Again, this one doesn't have much of a story. The Mark Davis took over, and um, we're going to have go. to all put our big boy pants on. <laughs> okay? Because we all think Mark Davis is the funny guy. Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Mark Davis wasn't playing. <laughs> okay? Mark Davis wasn't playing here, man. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for mm-hmm. uh, pitch six? Uh, okay, guys. If there's any children, <laughs> children go away. Spooky time, okay? Pitch six, the ghost hosts and the danger. Mark Davis took a crack at the walkthrough attraction. In this version, we no longer have a live tour guide. We now have a butler that stands besides us and sort of helps guide us through each room. Instead, our guide is the ghost host. So this is the ghost host. He finally shows up. And of course, he speaks through speakers. He takes us through the mansion, but warns of a dangerous spirit that escaped from painting, who can be seen wafting in demonic forms in the fireplace. He suggests that everyone should stay in a tight group, as the evil ghosts love to pick off stragglers. (coughs) Suddenly, the apparition in the fireplace disappears, and then we walk through the fireplace. We enter a seance room where a live actress playing a medium performs a seance with audience participation. There's the usual tricks, tapping on the table, trumpet plays, the usual stuff. However, things go sour as the ghosts become upset due to the evil ghostly presence. The next room is a large room that we see from the side in a row. The ghost host explains that if we are in the right frame of mind, we may see some ghosts. And through Pepper's ghost effects, we do. Many gags that would later find their way into the ballroom scene are used. However, the ghosts become frightened and scream off after we hear an evil laugh. (laughs) The finale is situated in a room with floor-to-ceiling windows, with a raven perched on the bookcase. The ghost host then explains that this is a room where a great evil once took place. A story of a bride and her fiancé who are tragically murdered by a rejected suitor. The couple appear, scream. The ghost host says he should now reveal himself to the audience, as he has grown quite attached to us. He lets out a loud, mocking laugh. 
It grows cloudy outside. The curtains blow inward. A storm brews. Outside, we see a figure take form, and it moves into the room. The rain moves into the room along with the figure, pooling water at its feet. The ghost host is the villain and is coming to kill us. The raven comes to life in a kind voice warning us to escape, opening the bookshelf as we run for our lives. And that is Mark Davis's take, first take on the Haunted Mansion. Were people just expected to just start sprinting out of the building? (laughs) Trample each other and someone tosses a kid back. Could you imagine this? That's horrifying. Well, so it's interesting to see the the modern attraction take form here. But I think that, yeah, this is, it's really, it's a really well, well, first off, bravo on the performance. Oh, thanks. Mr. O'Reilly. But it's a a really complex narrative that does a lot, that pushes a Mm. lot. And I think it takes the best parts of the original, uh, of the history behind the people who lived, or the, excuse me, let me rephrase, of the Captain Gore idea, not the original, and uh, develops it a little bit further into something a bit more, perhaps, Mark Davis-y, with a bit more charm Mm -hmm. and a bit more idea. Uh, The live actor is an interesting thing, though. I'm surprised to see that they would abandon the uh, tour guide and replace yeah. it with a live actor. Because it seems like you abandon the tour guide because it's difficult. And then add in a live actor for the seance. Yeah, I know, for the seance, yeah, right? A, yeah, it doesn't make things any easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is an interesting thing. And what, what what's weird is that the seance room seems like it would have been a long scene. There's a lot of audience participation, probably some humor, some laughs. Mm. You know, and it seems to be that way. Like, there's... um. The seance room and then the Pepper's ghost room. That seems to be the two levity scenes. Besides the fact that, you know, there's every scene ends with something going sour because, well, you know, it can sense the uh, the horrible ghost hosts in the room. But there's mostly kind of this, you know, fun levity there. But it seems like that one's longer. So I don't know how that would have worked. Maybe maybe there would have been two seance rooms. So you can load one and then wait for the next one and well, they don't have it, two going at once. Well, it almost seems like it's something that you could extend and shorten as necessary. That I don't know too. how I don't know how technology would allow for something like that, especially back mm-hmm. then or maybe it was back a bit then. more difficult. But the idea is it, you can be pretty free about how to move people through uh, mm-hmm. at longer and shorter scenes. Uh, I guess maybe like the other one, though. Yeah, you're right. There might be like two separate paths that people mm-hmm. can take um, yeah, depending on the length. There's crazy, insane ideas like you're in this hallway and the fireplace roars to life with a demonic apparition, which disappears. Mm -hmm. And then you walk through the fireplace, which is a really neat effect. That's a crazy effect. I don't know how the hell they would have done that in 1963. Yeah, I don't know how you could simulate fire that looks real enough that it doesn't just look like paper. <laughs> it's just kind that, of being... that and there's a figure in there. Right, right. That's true. Well, that that maybe they could do peppers. Potentially, I don't know. Do yeah. peppers, but you have to walk through it. Right, you have to walk through it. I mean, I don't know how far this idea got if it like actually got into the development of the effects stage well, or whether there, it was all there just was con- So I got this from Again, the Mark Davis book. This entire treatment is in there, along with all the concept art of it. It's it's pretty. It looks pretty spooky. 
right. element. Yeah. And you can see the the seance room with the live actress in there and it like sort of how it was, you know, going to work where you have the crowd around and then you you draw a, someone from the audience, either like a befuddled dad or a child, something like that. I mean, the child, they would be cleaning up so much pee <laughs> on the floor of that final room all the yeah, time. Well, it, it would be. I think it would be a problem, especially when they let the audience just run out of the room. Although, what happens if someone doesn't run out of the room? It just seems like such a. Yeah. I think I like someone just stays running for your lives. So you just go out the bookshelf before this guy comes to kill us. This evil spirit. Yeah, absolutely. It's just so weird. It's like this weird twist where our our tour guide turns out to be a horrible murderous spirit. <laughs> It's just like, well, could you imagine? I mean, the, the Paul Freeze, he could do it, but the ghost oh, is a, it's a terrible murder. And, and yeah, this sort of does, it's like Phantom Manor as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit like Phantom Manor. I think that, well, on I th- uh, if I'm correct, uh, that, that Raven idea seems like it made it into the Haunted Mansion, at least very lightly, that pretty much any time the ghost host talks, the, the Raven the ends there. up back on. Yeah, Although exactly. This is kind of a twist where the Raven is actually a kind spirit. Right. Who, wants, right. who helps us escape. Yeah. I, I wonder if, I mean, presumably the idea made it in through the, to the Haunted Mansion uh, about mm-hmm. the Raven. But I, I the idea in this case that the ghost host is evil, I, it's something that, might only work in a walkthrough where you have agency over your decisions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, where you can be tricked in an attraction like the haunted mansion. You're being guided through on a tour where you're limited on where you can move. Uh, something like this though, because you're free to walk through with them and you kind of fall into it. It's a neat idea. And I would have liked to have seen something like that make its way into the ride. Yeah. Horrifying. <laughs> it's a really mm-hmm. scary pitch. Again, it's too scary for Disneyland. It's just too too scary. I think it's like, too scary. It's too involved. It too involved, probably. Uh, I do like the audience participation aspect, but you're you're right. It is too involved. So yeah. now we're gonna get to our weirdest pitch, <laughs> pitch seven, the flooded mansion. <laughs> Walt knew the walkthrough wasn't feasible, despite another attempt by Mark Davis. That imaginary Fred Yorger proposed another idea, floating through the mansion via boat, which worked wonders with Small World at the World's Fair and was being put in use for pirates. He developed this idea for a short while of Claude Coates and Sam McKinn, where the mansion would be surrounded by a swamp. Guests would again descend the staircase and plunge from an elevator. But instead, this time you would enter a sunken crypt and board a boat. The boat would take you through the mansion and flooded sets, goats coming to life all around the guests. Wall qu- rejected the pitch quickly, stating, we have too many boat rides. <laughs> Soon enough, they would find their ride conveyance system with the Omni Mover. So this is a really odd ball idea. Yeah, I think Walt is correct. <laughs> I think Walt's right that there are too many boat rides. But on the other hand, there's like a distance in the Haunted Mansion where even when you're in the car, right, and you but you look at the doors around you, you feel very far away from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, you don't really feel that. Yeah. Because you're, you're in the water. 
you know, right. you're like right inside of it. I think that mm-hmm. that would have made this absolutely horrifying. And it would have oh, fit, yeah. I think, really well into uh, New Orleans Square. So much mm-hmm. so that I think if you had offered somebody to make a haunted haunted mansion attraction nowadays in New Orleans Square and theme it to New Orleans, then you would at least do something very similar to Ghosts of the Bayou or something like that. Okay. Um, I, I would say so, because I think that the the idea of a of a swamp sunken crypt mansion is fantastic oh so you're you you like this all right absolutely oh i mean okay. i like the, of course i like the haunted mansion but in terms of like making a cohesive theme across new orleans square mm-hmm. i think that the idea just like it, it gives me the same feeling that the new princess and the frog ride does is the okay. idea that you're really going to keep it cohesive that there's this like bustling and jazz filled new orleans with like you know relics of the past of mm-hmm. the pirates there and stuff like that but as you dip away further from new orleans it begins to feel a bit less habitat there's a bit mm-hmm. there's a bit less people there and now it's the back of a, of a of a disgusting mansion, and mm-hmm. in it is the bayou and the swamp. I think yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I, I, what uh, What's interesting is when you're in the Omni Mover, you kind of feel protected a bit, right? You're right. in an envelope. You're in a sealed envelope of protection, and it's it's not supposed to protect you. It's supposed to uh, be uh, the camera for you. It's supposed to guide you in a certain direction to cinematically show you what it the Imagineers want you to focus on. Right. In this, you're in an open space. And I think you would feel a lot more vulnerable mm-hmm. with Absolutely. these with these ghosts all around you. Yeah, I never thought about that, but in Pirates of the Caribbean you you don't have something on your back. I mean, you have the chairs, right? But you could mm-hmm. turn around and look at everything. I think that in Haunted Mansion, you do begin to feel a bit safer. And mm-hmm. if you could imagine the Haunted Mansion with the attraction vehicle of something like Mr. Toad's, where you have a complete 360 vision behind you, right. I think it would be infinitely scarier. So I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, the boat would definitely add some level of, of tension. It would definitely be a lot creepier right. and terrifying. Now, I like the mansion that we got, and I would prefer that one mostly because I think that it's a little derivative next to Pirates. This would be a wonderful alternative in another Disneyland. I agree. I, I don't yeah. think that it would be a better replacement, or mm-hmm. that you know, I'd rather see this than the mansion. But I right. am, I am, I, I do like the idea of something that mm-hmm. does play a bit deeper into the the bayou of of New Orleans. Right. No, no, it's a very interesting and cool idea. I wish we had more information on it. Unfortunately, this was noodled around for a such a short time that some Imagineers doubt it happened. Some imagine, and so I don't know. I there's there's evidence that uh, Jorger proposed this briefly. Um, mm-hmm. Some people say that it wasn't developed beyond a question, and some say that well, apparently Sam McKin did do some concept art, so maybe I don't know, but it is a fascinating idea. That concludes our pitches for the Haunted Mansion, but we have one more thing that we need to talk about, and that is the Museum of the Weird. Roland. I want you to meet Julie Reams. She is Miss Disneyland Tencennial. This is Roland Crump, who for the project here is sort of acting as the interior decorator of a, uh, 
a house of uh, illusion. Uh, what do we call it? Museum of the Weird. Museum of the Weird. Will you tell her about some of these things, Rolla? Uh, these are going to be uh, collected from all over the world, supposedly, and we're going to have man-eating plants, and we're going to have a coffin clock here that we're working on right now. We have a gypsy cart that comes to life with ghosts inside of it. We have a candleman. These are just things that are collected from all over the world. Just the weirdest things we could find. Yeah, we're also collecting real ghosts to bring you. You believe in ghosts, don't you, Julie? No. You don't? Not really. Well, let me take you over here and convince you that they do exist. Rolly Crump worked with Yale Gracie on illusions for the mansion and also developed some gags, furniture, and some of the look. He envisioned a mansion similar to the castle in John Cocteau's 1946 take on Beauty and the Beast, in mm. which the building was enchanted and alive, with body parts molded into the architecture. Tables, chairs, crevices, fireplaces, wallpaper, lighting fixtures, doors, you name it, it felt alive. Other strange oddities included a grandfather coughing clock, a candleman, and mushroom people. Walt thought it was just so damn weird and didn't get a wink of sleep. He then decided to make Rolly's designs either a post-show or pre-show. It kind of varied. Sometimes it was a lobby. Sometimes it was a separate standalone attraction after you exited the mansion called the Museum of the Weird. Guests would browse through and be entertained with rooms full of Rolly's eclectic and bizarre ornaments. One of the attractions included an animatronic chair that would spring to life and interact with guests. A seance room was part of the show, as well as man-eating plants. Guests could see themselves transformed into a demon in the demon mirror, or observe ghost fish, which were just fish skeletons, in an aquarium that was shaped like a fish monster. Guests could also meet the Mistress of Evil and a Beast Man during their visit. The project was scrapped shortly after Walt died and the strange designs no longer had any support. Now, the Museum of the Weird is so famous that it did get a Marvel comic series. Right. Um, I never read. No, neither um, did I. But um, have you seen any of the art from this? I have, and it is dated in in, in the best way. It, the mm-hmm. art, from what I remember, it it reminds me of like the psychedelic animations from the sixties and seventies. Oh, it's, it's definitely Crump was very much of that of that eclectic sixties and psychedelic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the yellow submarine, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the general stuff like that. It, it's it's colorful. It's interesting. So uh, to be clear, perhaps I. I misunderstand to, to make Raleigh's designs either a post show or a pre show to to what exactly to the haunted mansion. The haunted mansion, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that that wouldn't work at all. That'd be that would be a, a mess, actually. Oh, really? Um, and why? Uh, yeah, it's a horrible idea because the haunted mansion is like perfectly paced. It oh, starts okay. scary and it ends spooky. Ah, Maybe a okay. post show. So now so I can see like a pre show. A pre show would have been a lobby. This would have been the lobby. Essentially, yeah, I don't. It wouldn't work. I okay. don't think. Mm-hmm. But I do think uh, maybe you're right. Maybe as like a post show, like a, like a little playground of like things to look at. That would be mm-hmm. a very neat idea. Yeah, I think the idea would be this would essentially be the gift shop that you'd want, <laughs> except you can't buy any of the gifts. Right. No, I, I that idea I like. I, I like the idea that after you've you've played around with the ghosts, right? I do think that the ride also ends really well and i i almost like the way that it ends better mm-hmm. if you removed the hitchhiking ghosts right and you removed the the little leota 
then I think this would work like super okay. well. That like you've entered the the kooky world of the spooky ghosts, and now now you get to go see how they go play and stuff like that. Almost like um, Journey into Imagination ends. <laughs> the current mm-hmm. one, excuse oh. me, the current one that it ends like you've you've had like a rather serious time, and then it picks up with Figment's house, and then the big climax, and then you go into Image Works, right? If you remove the ghost, the the, the hitchhiking ghosts. And you remove the final narration of the ghost host in Little Leota, then you leave the attraction at like its wackiest. And then now you get to go enter the world of the haunts mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, psychedelic wacko stuff that they've got going on here. Maybe you exit into the foyer or something like that, mm-hmm. right? But as it currently stands, the ride like ends with you start scary, you basically peak the ride in its spooky spookiness and then it dips a little bit back into like unsettling but not scary right you have the the rather melancholy walk out of the ride Mm -hmm. um that being said fantastic designs that's that's what i have to say Mm -hmm. now (laughs) what if this was a standalone attraction in the same area you know you want uh which area new orleans square yeah it's off to the side, and um, I'm not going to use the term, but uh, <laughs> it would be at a certain camp that would be termed with the letter starts with G and is now recognized as a Romanian slur. And so uh, it would kind of be in one of those sort of themed areas because the Museum of the Weird was sort of decorated like that. Oh, I didn't even know that they had one of those in, in Disneyland. They, they didn't, that. but uh, this was sort of what Rolly was going for. He, oh. would then, he would then take this design and translate it for Knott's Berry Farm in the 70s. What did they do with it? Well, they it was called a mm camp. And then uh, that was just outside of uh, Knott's Berry's Tales, which he also designed. Right. And that used some designs from the Museum of the Weird as well. Did it really? Mm-hmm. I um I I like that idea enough, I guess. I think that I mean obviously what you're saying is is very fair that there would probably need to be some adjustment <laughs> yeah. um to the idea. But I, I guess one thing to me about the Haunted Mansion is that it is so unique in the area, right? Is that the Haunted Mansion is it's the house on the hill. I mean, it's not right. It's not the house on the hill, mm-hmm. but it is because it's the same in Liberty uh, Square in New Orleans Square is that you have this very positive area. Right. And then out in the corners, this this rather quiet and foreboding house. And within it, you don't know what's going on. I think that having a separate area on the side would be neat. But I also think it would take a little bit away from the Haunted Mansion Hmm. uh, because I think the Haunted Mansion's best stuff is inside. Like everything around the Haunted Mansion isn't weird. Like if you drew like a big radius, you know, let's include what's there now. Splash Mountain, Critter Country, New Orleans Square and Galaxy's Edge, I guess. Yeah. The Haunted Mansion is great because when you're around all those, it's very happy music and you come up on a Haunted Mansion and it's it's the classic Haunted Mansion like the one horn, right? Uh, I don't know what kind of instrument it no, is. No, uh, that is Liberty Square. What's it? I mean, there's what is the haunted, in, what is the music around Haunted Mansion in Disneyland? In Disneyland, there is no music. Uh, there is music for the Haunted Mansion holiday, 
Either way, well, I guess I don't know. There is no music. Let me let's save my point there. In <laughs> in Disney World, I think it really works. In yeah, Disneyland, yeah. let's just say it. Let's just say there's no music, right? So you 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 approach the haunted house, and it's different. It's a different kind of ambience, and it's a different kind of expectation. It blends a little well, I guess, in Disneyland, maybe more than Liberty Square. Liberty Square is almost cartoonish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that adding a little camp to the side would make it like this pocket of the park was the scary part. Mm-hmm. And the Haunted Mansion is really neat because all the stuff inside is scary and all the stuff on the outside is just unsuspecting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, if it was built, I would um, I will bet you $100,000 that it would have been opened. It would have stayed open for a bit, probably just stayed in the back of Disneyland. And if it made it until the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was released, it would be completely rethemed. So. <laughs> it, it has that kind of Tim Burton-esque, <laughs> colorful German design <laughs> thing. So. Could you imagine that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's one thing that transformed the mansion like for four months a year into automation right. holiday could you imagine if they took Rolly's museum and just turned it into a permanent nightmare before christmas and then like they were like well we're gonna take like a third of it and make it a gift shop <laughs> i i mean just looking oh at my the god i just realized how it's a third of this would have been destroyed for a gift shop. you think so for a haunted mansion gift shop <laughs> Probably, probably. Yeah, it's everyone uh, else. Assuming Haunted Mansion got huge, yeah, it would be. I mean, because I, I, I think it's an interesting idea. I just don't know where one would do it, because next to the, I think the Haunted Mansion is like designed in such a way. And actually, that's a vague problem I have with something like Memento Mori, is mm-hmm. that as cool as Memento Mori is, the Haunted Mansion is supposed to be like you know that's what every movie was about or every old movie or serialized television show about the kids who see the haunted house. Yeah. It's only scary because the rest of the neighborhood is normal. Right. right? I, I, this, it, there would also be some major clash between let's say like that concept art survived like to a really strong extent. It would be a very colorful and zany take on horror and then a very subdued and humorous take on horror right. uh, in the haunted mansion. So yeah, no, you're right. One, it, though, yeah, it, it's, the designs are absolutely incredible, absolutely. and I, I love I love the sort of gags that they would have in it. Mm-hmm. The problem with it is that, and, and again, like you know, there's a talking chair that comes alive. Mm-hmm. That's that's just great, and it interacts with you. Perfect, love it. I I think that this would have gained a cult status but probably would have been like closed pretty early on due to lack of attendance oh my goodness i think i I think that especially into the cynical 90s nobody would have cared for it uh and it's sad because you know it's such such brilliant ideas that i'm kind of glad it didn't become a thing only because i didn't i don't think i would have wanted to lose it or never experience it And they did take the uh, chair, the animatronic chair. The design uh, is the Donald chair that's currently in the mansion. Hmm. So that that's currently in the attraction at the very least. I think I think that's technically one of the only things of Rolly's that is in the attraction. The wallpaper was based on a design of his, but hmm. Rolly Crump actually doesn't like the fact that his that he has a headstone 
in the graveyard because he doesn't feel like he was responsible for anything that's in the finish attraction, which I kind of disagree with. I mean, I'm disagreeing with Rolly Crump, you know, (laughs) he was integral to the development of the attraction and its illusions and gags. And I think that just because of that, he should, he should get a credit for uh, the mansion, but uh, that's neither here nor there. He probably is, feels way more connected to the Museum of the Weird, which never it, happened. It's an incredibly unique idea and one that I think would have made a really good movie. Honestly, I don't know no. if it would have made a good theme park attraction. I mean, obviously, I like theme park attractions, but the designs that he has in that look so good on 2D animated or 2D paper that mm-hmm. I fear how they would look. In fact, honestly, the chair design looks like 10 times better in well, it, if you in, the, see, in the animatic or the, it, it, the if you want to see how this stuff would have looked at least in maquette form, you can see it in the uh the Tencennial special. Oh which really? Is, I don't believe on Disney Plus. Of course it's not on Disney Plus because that would make sense. <laughs> and it it you can actually see Walt come up to Rolly and he's like Rolly's working on the Museum of the Weird, and he shows off the grandfather coffin clock and such. So you can actually see the maquettes of it in that special. Yeah, I, 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 there's so many things I like about the project, but mm-hmm. there's so many things that I don't think work in a theme park setting right. at all. It's a, it's, it's a shame because I don't think I've ever felt that before. <laughs> I've never no. seen a theme park project that I was like, get this out of a theme park, <laughs> make a movie, make something, make, make a some picture, book, it. you know, do something. Yeah. Make a hotel. <laughs> Stay cool. in the Museum of the Weird. Sleep in the Museum of the Weird. That's a better just, idea. Just, I just, yeah, yeah, just you can be asleep and the chair comes to life and it's like, hey, wake up. That's Monster Zinc. That's what they do. <laughs> and it's just Billy Crystal's voice comes out of it. <laughs> Almost, I, yeah, you know, it's there's a time for everything. Yeah, he needs he needs to get some laughs. So what about a version of the Haunted Mansion that was proposed where Jennifer Tilly became Madame Leota? You know, after the rip roaring success of the Haunted Mansion. That was not true. She she actually it's it's kind of like when the rock went in for discussions on the jungle cruise and they went in a different direction. It's was something probably the Imagineers discussed. No, like, imagine hey, this was if this makes the four hundred billion dollars. We'll put your, you know, stupid face in there. Yeah, sure. I really, really, really was excited for Del Toro to do his haunted mansion movie because it would have bombed so hard that they definitely <laughs> wouldn't have touched the ride, but it would have been fantastic. It's true, it would have. That's the, the thing is that it would have been like this art. It would have been close to the Museum of the Weird, probably, mm-hmm. given what true. he's into. Yeah, and no true. one would have seen it and it would have been mm-hmm. fantastic. And then <laughs> there would have been no change to the ride. That, no, that, uh, that is absolutely true. We would just have a really good movie. Instead, we're getting another lame, dopey comedy. Who did they cast for the Constants in that? Uh, the new uh, there movie. is no Constance yet, but Danny DeVito's not- in there. There's a bunch of so from what I'm gathering, what it seems like is that these it's the idea is a mother and a son inherit a house and there's ghosts in the house and then they get a bunch of kooky people to help get rid of the ghosts in the house. Now, from what it seems, I think the twist is, is that all the kooky people she's going to hire are ghosts. Right. Right. 
it doesn't make sense of why they haven't cast anybody as a ghost yet. Right. It doesn't make sense. No, I think that that's probably true. I mean, obviously, the last thing we need to talk about is the Haunted Mansion movie, but uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the, the cast. It's an interesting cast. Lakeith Stanfield, Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito. The director is like not, I mean, I hope this isn't like a, a heavy take, but he really does not seem like he's done much. He directed, uh, he directed Dear White People. Dear White People, right? Yeah. Yeah, and a movie called Bad Hair, which is a satirical comedy horror. So, I I mean, this Mm -hmm. is going to be a comedy horror movie. Yeah. And he always, he's creating, creator, executive producer, and writer on Lando. Oh, (laughs) synergy. That's the scariest part of all this. (laughs) And let's let's not talk about Star Wars. <laughs> no, the, the Haunted Mansion's future. Oh, I'll hear. I'll tie it back. The Haunted Mansion's future is like clearly at the precipice of some, I think, major change. We've talked about this many, many, many times, but the Haunted Mansion is now today like a solidified brand of the Disney parks. It's a subsidiary brand of the Disney parks brand, right? Mm-hmm. Insofar that it's not going away anytime soon. And it's popularized because of its famous imagery. The ghost host, the three hitchhiking ghosts, the guy with the dog, Hatbox ghost to an extent for some reason. And the future as defined by like the Muppets Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and the new Haunted Mansion movie and the development hell of every other Haunted Mansion movie, right? Mm-hmm is a bit up in the air. But what's super interesting is to look back at it and to see that even in the time when it was being made, the idea that we would get the current incarnation of the Haunted Mansion was a complete crapshoot. They just Mm -hmm. had a hundred ideas for this ride, (laughs) what feels like. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it just took so many just to end up with with what they have today. And I, I don't know if it's a sign whether like editing is fantastic or you just luck yourself upon a fantastic idea. But all of these ideas are, unlike a lot of the things we were looking at before, where they were just alternative options, Are uh, these are just building blocks of ways to, to build and cut and redo and, and end up with a, a, a rather fantastic attraction. Agreed. I, I definitely agree with that. This is a great way to see that developmental process. And even though... The mansion doesn't have a clear story, nor should it need a clear story Mm -hmm. in some of the ways that those do. I don't think it should be scary nor too funny. It hits the right balance now. And the attraction that we have is amazing and speaks for itself. Before we leave, I do want to talk about my favorite, favorite non-realized Haunted Mansion gag. And that Mm. is in the Mark Davis book. And it is of the idea that that we go into a bathroom and see a ghost bathing himself. And he's using a loofah and he's bathing himself. It's great Uncle Orville. It's great Uncle Orville (laughs) in the bathtub as a ghost dead. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that would happen in the ride. Like it replaced the attic in this place. (laughs) So good. Just the fact you're walking into this, going into a bathroom on the haunted mansion. That's they need to just add that. Just replace the entire attic scene with a bathroom. 
and I'll be there. There, yeah, it would be it'd, be. it'd be interesting to see more of the ghosts in the house. Uh, of course, <laughs> ghosts but... taking a shower. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, it all just has to do with bathrooms, I guess. Baths, mm-hmm. showers, brushing their teeth, just should be the whole ride afterwards. <laughs> so yeah. Checking goes, and he's, Ezra's just ch- brushing his teeth. He's like, it looks behind. He has a towel on his head. He's like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> what would you do if they added that, but only during you Haunted Mansion now. Holiday? <laughs> There's what? a Haunted Mansion Holiday exclusive <laughs> effect. Oh, no! It's in, it's in the three kids it's, in the bathtub. Oh, God, and it's terribly lit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all purple. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I think we've gone on long enough. So, in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at Unbuilt Pod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail on Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Feel free to email us at unbuiltpod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to Doughboys. I'm Nick Weiger. We'll see you here next time. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> if you would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsive. Hurry back. Rest in peace. Be sure to bring your death certificate. If you decide to join us, make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you.